Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. All right, so next up, we're going to be talking about bar chords. Now, all of the things we've talked about with open chords in terms of bouncing, lifting, shifting, all that stuff, uh, power chords, you know, controlling the strings, all that sort of thing, the way that you strum, all of those things are going to pertain to each other in some aspect. Bar chords are no different, but the thing that makes bar chords more difficult is actually making the bar chord itself. And I struggled with bar chords to the point that I almost stopped playing guitar when I was a kid. Uh, I hated them. I hated bar chords. And then for some reason, one day I woke up and I could play them. So I always tell people that story because it really was how it worked for me. I practiced and practiced and I couldn't get them. But what I do want to try and do for you is make the the journey of playing bar chords much easier for you than I had uh, by giving you some, so again, some technique tips. Okay. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about a six string major bar chord. Okay. So a bar chord is when you strum, you, you bar over all six strings. Now I'm at the third fret right here. Let's move up to the fifth fret. Maybe that'll make it a little easier, but I'm going to bar over all six strings and then I make a particular shape with my other three fingers. In this case, I'm going to make an E chord. So if you think about the way an E looks, right, I'm taking that chord and I'm going to play my middle finger on the sixth fret, my third finger on the seventh fret of the fifth string, and my pinky on the seventh fret of the fourth string. And then I'm barring over everything. Let's go back to a clean tone here. There we go. Okay, so there's my bar chord. And ideally with a bar chord, and certainly in the six string bar chord case, I want all six strings to ring out. They should all be making the sound that I want. Where a power chord, I'm only playing two or three strings. You know, a G I'm playing all six, but a D I'm only playing four, that sort of thing. But in a bar chord, certainly in this case, I'm strumming all six. So the trick is, how do I make this functional? Well, the first thing we want to do is we want to look at the thumb. Now, if you look at my thumb back here, my thumb isn't over the top. You'll notice my wrist is in a downward position. Okay? So as I make this chord, the first thing I've got is my first finger, and then I've added these on. Now, if I was to play with my first finger straight on like this, it would push my elbow out here. Okay? What I want to do is I want to avoid that. What I'm going to try and do, and you're not going to be able to see it really, but um, when I press on this, this uh, first finger down on this, on this fret right here, I'm actually pressing on the side of the finger. I'm not pressing on the front side of the finger here where I have my little, you know, knuckle marks and things like that. I'm actually kind of not completely on the side. It's kind of halfway between this and this. That's where my bar goes. And the reason I do that is because it avoids where those knuckle marks are. Because sometimes if you get a string right where, you know, the bend of your finger goes, right, it's hard to press down enough to get that string to function. And the other thing is, is if your finger is bent at all and you're sitting trying to go straight on like this, you're not going to hear the sounds of those strings where your, where your bar is. So if I turn my finger just a little bit this direction, okay, you can see that my finger is actually even turned a little bit. See that? But I can still get the sound of all those strings. Now my thumb is back here and it's squeezing the two together, right? 
But on electric guitar, it's easier on it than it is on an acoustic guitar for sure. So what I'm doing is I'm turning my elbow inward a little bit, which turns my hand a little bit this direction. I'm not playing out like this. I'm playing inward a little bit. You see that? See where my elbow is? So my elbow's coming in like this. So it's actually coming up and hitting my stomach in this case. Okay? So the first thing I need to do to make this comfortable is I've got to find a way of being able to make that first finger function properly. Okay? So the other thing I want you to think about is where you are in terms of height. Are you way down here? Or are you way up here? Right? When I play, basically my first finger, and again, it depends on the size of your fingers. This is all different for all of us. But I'm not sitting way up like this. I'm sitting down like this a little bit, and I'm rolled in a little bit, which is going to give these fingers a little more room, okay? Which brings us to the next step, which again works for all the chords that you're learning how to play. If I turn this way, if I turn this way, notice how now my fingers are all the way down here, and the only way they're going to get to that guitar is if I start curling everything, okay? This finger is never going to make it to the fifth string unless I curl everything. So I don't want to be in this position. Okay, for a D chord, it might be okay. For a C chord, it might be okay. But for a G chord, it's going to be really tough. If I turn inward, now I'm going to give myself more room. Well, in terms of the bar chord, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to turn in to give these fingers more room because now look where they are. They're up where they need to be. Here, they're at a completely different angle. They're not anywhere where they need to be. But if I turn in, again, I'm not crunching them all together like this, that's not going to do me any good. You know, curling all my fingers isn't going to make a bar chord. If I turn in, now all of a sudden my first finger can lay there and my other fingers can come on the guitar. Now, the first finger doesn't have to be absolutely straight like a capo, if you know what a capo is. Let me grab a capo here, right? Which we'll get to eventually as well, but it doesn't need to be straight like a capo. We don't need that, okay? It can be turned a little bit, either direction, right? It's just something you have to get used to. So you're turning your first finger a little bit, okay? You try and avoid putting the knuckle spots on those on those strings, right? Find a better spot. Again, it's different for everybody. Think about your elbow placement, all right? And then the next thing is your wrist placement. If your wrist is up like this, again, if you think about it, if I was to put my hand like this and I want to I want to play guitar. Now this is sitting underneath here, but I've got it on top of the guitar. And I start trying to play with like this. Look at how far my fingers can reach. They're not going to reach very far because my, my wrist is sitting up like this. If I put my wrist like this, now look at how far my fingers can reach. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Okay, so yes, it's okay sometimes to put your thumb up here, but when you put your thumb up here, you're putting your wrist right here as well, right? Let me change that for you. If I put my thumb here, now my wrist is in a downward position. 
Now, I don't need to be painfully low, right? This is all different for everybody. I don't know what it's like to have really large hands. So I don't know what, you know, you've got to, you've got to make adjustments, but understand that the more you turn your wrist this direction, the more you're limiting the amount of usage of these fingers. If you turn your wrist in this position, you're giving your hand more flexibility with the fingers and their avail availability to be able to move around the guitar and do things. So as I'm making this bar chord, my wrist is in this downward position. Okay. Again, I'm not jutting it out. It's just down. So I can make this bar kind of at the, the, the sort of on the side of my finger there. Okay. And now my fingers are nice and comfortable. They're, they're sitting here anyway. All I got to do is set them down. If I was sitting like this, they're nowhere near where they need to be. But if I turn in a little bit. Now, if for some reason you wind up running into your stomach or anything like that and you don't really have room, well, one thing that you can do is turn your guitar out a little bit further and give yourself a little more room. Maybe you push your guitar out a little bit. Give yourself a little more room to get that. Okay. So as you move up the guitar, obviously it gets harder because you, you run out of space. But there's only so far that most people wind up playing bar chords. You know, usually you're not playing a bar chord up here. That's why we have fifth string bar chords and fourth string bar chords and all these other things is because we can play higher pitched chords, but lower down on the guitar, which is, this is kind of where Chordville is. This is where we live in Chordville, right? Is down in this area. We don't really play chords way up in here. Most of the time anyway. Okay, so that's the premise of being able to play a six string bar chord. If you want it to be minor, of course, we have to take this finger off. Now, when we take that middle finger off, of course, that means we've got to have space underneath that pinky, right? That pinky can't be touching other strings. The rule of bar chords or the rule of chords in general is the chords can only touch whatever strings they're supposed to be on. They can't touch anything else. But that also means that this first finger now needs to pick up the slack where that middle finger was. And I've got to hear... So again, I've got to find a comfortable position by turning, right? Using the side of my finger if needed to be able to make that happen. If I'm playing straight on, it's really hard. And right now, because again, I'm, I'm, I'm creating tension to my pinky by putting my elbow way out here. If I put my elbow here, notice how I've got all this extra room now. If I put my finger, my elbow out there, I don't have that extra room. My, my pinky's literally touching all the strings now. But if I turn this way, now all of a sudden I've got that flexibility and I can relax those fingers a little bit. Okay? When you play fifth string bar chords, same idea. Okay? The difference between a fifth string bar chord though, if you've done these before, is that you really wind up sometimes with two bars. You wind up with your first bar, which we've already talked about, and then your second bar, which this one would press on the fourth, third, and second strings. So you've got five, four, three, two, and then you're one there. Now, oftentimes when people make fifth string bar chords, they have a hard time getting that first string to work if they make it like this, if they make the dual bar system here. So again, this one's pressing on uh, two, three, and four, but it's trying to avoid the first string. So what happens? Well, when they make that, if they start touching the first string, what do they do? They start moving their third finger away from the guitar. And what does that do? Well, it might fix the first string, but then it screws up the second string. So I'm here to tell you that it's okay if the first string doesn't work. You want the second string far more than you want the first string. The second string is way more important than the first string because the second string is the string that makes it sound major or minor or whatever it is we're looking for. The first string is just an octave of another note we're already playing. 
So when you make this chord, if you can't get this string to work, but you're getting the other ones to work, that's good, okay? You can continue trying to work on it. Again, guitar players oftentimes wind up being perfectionists, and I totally get it. But you can't expect perfection in the first week or two weeks or three weeks or even the first two or three months when you're playing. You've got to learn how to do some things on the guitar. You've got to learn how to play some songs. You've got to learn how to put techniques like strumming and chording and all that together. And even though it's not perfect, you've got to start learning how all this stuff meshes together. And the more you do it, the more accurate these things are going to become. But if you just sit and try and work on one chord for three years, trying to make it as accurate as possible, you're going to get bored before you ever get there. Okay? You can't do that. So, yes, it's fine if you continue trying to work on this to get that first string to work or whatever your your hang-up is, whatever it is, okay? Be aware of it and be aware of trying to fix it, but also be aware that the, the world still keeps turning and we still got to try and work on some other things to enjoy the journey, okay? So if you can't get that, I, I've seen people with really big fingers that can't get that first string to work. And again, it might be some other hang-up that you're having on another chord or something like that. Yes, continue working on it, but enjoy yourself in the process, okay, if that makes sense. There's a realism to playing guitar that you just have to be aware of, um, and that doesn't mean that you suck, and it doesn't mean that you can't do whatever it is. You're just going to have to keep working at it. So in order to play this fifth string bar chord and get that first string to work, you've got to learn how to curve at, the, at this joint right here, right? That's how you're going to get those to work. If you can't curve at that joint, how are you supposed to do it, right? And if you have really big, thicker fingers, it's really hard to get that to work. You don't want that to be the end of your guitar career because you can't get your first string to work on a fifth string bar chord. You just keep moving, okay? So anyway, that covers our bar chords. Uh, thinking about turning that first finger, avoiding the knuckle if you can, elbow placement, wrist placement, that sort of thing. You know, really important to think about how your approach is. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. All right, so the next thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about strumming with bar chords. Now, you can use everything that you've been doing up to this point with bar chords, but there's something really cool that you can add in, okay, which is uh, picking the finger up, and we call this adding scratches. Remember when we were scratching in the beginning? Well, we're going to do that on purpose. So what I can do here is I can take my bar chord. Let's just say I go to an A chord here, A bar chord, okay? So I can still do all my sector strumming, organic strumming, whatever it is that I'm trying to do. Anything I'm working on like that, okay? But the other thing I can do with a bar chord that I can't really do with an open chord is I can lift them all up, similar to what I did when I was teaching you scratching. I can lift them all up. Now I'm still touching the strings, but I'm just not pushing on anything. And I get this sound. I get that scratching. And I can use that... And I can incorporate that. Into my rhythm. You see, it's pretty cool. You can do that with power chords too. Like if I was doing a... Like Smells Like Teen Spirit. I can lift it.
Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.